Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing today, Jay? Great, Michael. How are you? Good. We are Excellent. literally flying by the seat of our pants with this week's show. We had a guest yes. that um, canceled, rescheduled, I don't know how you want to describe it, but anyway... Yeah, pretty much last minute, and now we're like, all right, what the hell are we going to talk about? So, you threw out the idea of let's just throw out a few more of these. You need help with your online strategies today. Yeah, let's just do I, an, I've a, got some good feedback. On those, yeah, sure. yeah, I think people like the short, <clears throat> sweet. It, I can digest this, and it's actually something I can I can execute on. Um. Do you want to yeah. start with one? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me start with one, <clears throat> um, and I, I think this is pretty important. If you're not creating multiple videos, you need help with your online strategy. And and what we mean by that is when when you create a video, it doesn't have to be a like a former MTV type videos. They can be very simple, but there there are a whole bunch of different types of videos. So, for example, a pseudo video. We've talked about this before, and that's just the typically it's just the track you might put up it's an like instant the, rap the, track. Al the album cover with the music playing underneath it exactly and they call that a pseudo video because it's not really a video but we tend to try to time those with the ig track or instant grat track so let's say you've got an album coming out in 60 days you may pop up an instant grat track so anybody who pre-orders that they get that track now and then 30 days out maybe they get another one some people limit it to two some people do three four five that's up to you but it may be a good idea to create a very simple you know here's the cover of the album here's the release date and then it's the audio bed of that that particular track and you can put that on youtube then you can put it on you know your socials you can put it through your email blast and get people to kind of because there are a lot of people on youtube who create playlists and that can be a way that they can add your song to their playlist. Um, so that's that's one, the uh, pseudo video. There's also a thing we call uh, a teaser video, which, again, isn't really a video. It's a 30 or 15 second, basically a slideshow. So you take a few of your press photos, album cover, 15 to 30 seconds of the song, and that works really well on Facebook because it the images change pretty quickly. You see it in your feed. And people can get a sense of what it is that's coming out and when it's coming out. So that's the pseudo video, the teaser video, and then any kind of you know live video um, that you might have of you performing that song, or you know a regular kind of video. And then you know even lyric videos have come way down in price. There are actually apps that you can get that help create them, or you can create your own in like iMovie pretty easily. But people still dig. Uh, lyric videos. So there's a lot of different kinds of videos. So to kind of recap that statement, if you're not creating multiple videos, you need help with your digital strategy. And, and, and what I really like about this, this um, idea is each one of those videos becomes part of a content strategy. Meaning, you know, in my mind, when I work with clients, a content strategy is coming up with content you're going to post. Because every piece of content that you post gives you another reason to talk about something. Exactly. Talk about the new single, talk about the pre-order or whatever. So first thing is, 
when you create all these videos, you don't post them all the same day. Right. Don't post them all within two days. Don't. I wouldn't even post them all within one week. These are videos that, based on your release calendar, will you know when the single when a pre-order starts, when the single becomes available, when the album drops. You might be able to take all of these videos and post one of these every week for four weeks, and that gives exactly. you another reason to talk about that single. You start with the teaser video. Hey, in one you post the teaser video. In one week, we're going to release this new single, and it will be available on blah 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 blah, or for pre-order. Maybe that's what the first thing is, and then when the pre-order goes live. Maybe then you release a pseudo video. And then when the track actually becomes downloadable, you release a live video. Just yeah. look at it as every one of these videos is another thing that you can post on exactly. Facebook, Create a Twitter, calendar on Instagram, on your website, on YouTube. Spread it out. Don't yeah. dump it all on once. Yeah, plan. Create a, a really simple calendar yeah. and map this stuff out. Same with your social posting. You know, don't just post willy-nilly. Have a plan for the next 30, 60 days. Like if you're setting up a release, here's what I'm going to post this week. Then here's what I'm going to post the next week. And make sure that you're, you know, there's a method to your madness. Um, here's one that I would say. So if, if you post a pre-order link to a UK online store for your US fans to see, you need help with your online strategy. Yeah. What, what does that mean? That means there are different stores for different countries. There's a UK iTunes. There's a US iTunes. Every country around the world has their own iTunes store. Amazon. Yep. Amazon is the same way. And, and if you only keep posting that link to the UK store or... Even the U.S. store, and you don't post links to U.K., because remember, think about where your fans are. You are making it difficult for your fans to pre-order your release. If I'm a U.S. fan and I click the link and it will work to go to a U.K. store, I'm going to land in Amazon U.K. or I'm going to land in iTunes Great Britain and... Either I'm going to end up ordering it by mis without knowing it's the U.S., and then I'm going to maybe be paying an exorbitant amount of shipping that I didn't know about. Or in the case of iTunes, they won't even let me order it. Right. iTunes does country restrictions based on where you Yeah, it's based you on are, your IP, right? Your IP address. So as a, US, yeah. as a U.S. fan, I can often land in the U.K. store and look at everything. But as soon as I try and buy something, it says that's not available to you in your country. Yeah. So think about that when you do pre-orders. You can't do one link. And, and more of what I see most artists do is they just post a link to the U.S. store for everybody. Go out there. There's a website called Smart URL that I use all the time. It creates a short URL. You put in your us itunes url and then this smart url service goes through every itunes store and finds every release in every country to geo target spits out a short url for you you post that short url everywhere 
Now, no matter where your fan is when they click that URL, <laughs> it will automatically redirect them to the appropriate country store that they are in. So a fan in the U.S. will go to the U.S. store. A fan in Brazil will go to the Brazil store. A fan in Great Britain goes to the iTunes store in Great Britain. It's a huge, huge benefit for you to use something like this. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Amazon doesn't have anything like that that I'm yeah. aware of. I would, I would only add to that something we talked about, I think, last week or the week before, and that is use your Facebook insights. Go find out where no, your fans yeah, are. Where if you are. have, Yeah, if you have a ton of fans in one territory cater to them you know if you're disproportionately in you know europe or maybe you're mostly in the united states or wherever it is find out where your fans are and and make sure you're if uh, if, if, if you want and, and a lot of times this could be driven by a record label a record label will say no i i need you to post a link to this uk because they may have a promotion or a relationship with this this outlet in the uk that needs to be taken care of and and that's fine but if you're going to do that, then geo-target that post in Facebook so it's only going to show up to fans in the UK. There's no reason. Create a separate post for fans in the US that has a link to the US store. Geo-target a UK one to people in the UK. If all your fans are in Brazil, create a post that's geo-targeted to Brazil. Facebook now will actually translate it for you. So translate it into the native language all of this helps you it, yeah. just don't assume that one link works for everybody because it doesn't and a lot of times if a fan runs into a roadblock or a hurdle they leave the purchase they won't they won't do it they yeah. just get frustrated yeah good um i've got one that kind of dovetails with that one um if you're only doing organic posts on Facebook, meaning that you're not boosting your posts, you probably need help with your online strategy. And what I mean by that is when you post something about your band, about your tour, about your release, whatever it is on Facebook, a very small portion of your fans actually see it. And Facebook does this by design because they're, you know, they're a company that wants to make money. Um, it used to be, you know, 25, 30%. Now it's in single digits. Um, from anything that I can tell. So you need to be more strategic about what you post and then whatever your budget is. Um, you don't have to spend a ton of money, but even spending you know, $10 will make a huge difference in who sees it. But then you also have the added convenience of being able to target it. So it's not going out to just everybody on Facebook. Um, it's really targeted towards if you're doing a show in LA, it's to the LA area. If, if you're trying to market to people who would like your music and you sound like this other artist, you can market to that artist's fans. There's a million things that you can do, um, but you really should look into, instead of just posting organically all the time, if you have some key posts, put a little bit of money behind it. Yeah, I would, I would add to that. Um, the the easiest way that people boost that I see most often is they target it to people who like my page. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. the, it, basically what that's saying is show my post to more people who already like me. But think about what your purpose of the post is. Again, if if you're trying to sell tickets to your fans in Los Angeles, that might be the best way. I want to show 
I want to target this and restrict it to the Los Angeles area within a 50 mile radius of people who already like my page and their friends. But if you're releasing new music that might appeal to a broader base, don't just limit it to the people who already like you. They, there's a good chance the people who already like you already know you've got this coming out, whether they saw it on Facebook or somewhere else. They may already know this. That's where you create a new target of other artists who have fans who should like your new album. And that's who you boost it to. So now this post is going to go out to fans of bands A, B, and C because I'm hoping that those fans will be intrigued by my new album. Yeah. Good. Um, if you have a music video for your new album and only your record label has posted it to their Facebook and YouTube pages, you need help with your online strategy. I see this all the time. You know, record labels are usually the ones if you've got a record deal, but they're the ones that usually paid for the video. They're going to give it to you. They're going to give it to you and say, all right, here's your new video, blah, blah, blah. Um, a lot of them, and listen, I can't fault them for this, want you to share the video they posted to their YouTube page. Here's the YouTube link to the video that we posted on our record label channel. Um, share that. Okay, yeah, at the end of the day, it's your video. People are seeing your music. Uh, but what you're doing is you're driving your fans to the record label's channel, to the record label's world. And ultimately, if they explore or they look at related videos, they might see other artists that the record label is promoting. And frankly, you don't give a crap about the rest of the roster on a record label. You only care about yourself. So make sure you take your music video and post it to your channel, your Facebook page. And when you do any sharing, you share your post, your video, your Facebook video. Let the label do anything they want with theirs. But you should share the video from your YouTube channel. Yeah. You want people to go to your channel to see other videos that you've done, your Facebook. Don't don't just immediately give in and share anything that a label gives you. Yeah. That's smart. It's just more eyeballs and to your point, it's more focused when it's your channel because it's then it's all about the videos that you've posted up there and they can get to know you better. But also you can monetize videos and that's it depends on the label and the distribution company how that works, but I would encourage you to look into what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do within your particular um, agreement. <clears throat> but there is revenue to be made um, from videos, um, but you need to take ownership of your career. And what I mean by that is if there's a video made, don't rely on a record company, a distribution company, a production company, your manager. Don't. That's great if all of them are promoting it, but you need to promote the hell out of it, put your voice to it, and then you know reach out to your street team, which is your your fan base, those people who love what you do, and ask them to share it. And you know the more eyeballs, the more ears, uh, the better. Yep, yep. 
Got another one? Yeah, I do. Um, if you're not using email, uh, you need help with your digital strategy. Uh, email is much maligned, and, and some people will pass it off. But email is so much more than uh, you sending an email email to your fans saying, hey, I'm playing the Troubadour this weekend. It's it's a way to engage with with your fan base. Um, it's a way to regularly engage with them. Um, and you can grow that list. But more importantly, it still works. Um, somebody might not see your tweet. Somebody may not be on Facebook uh, at the right time to see what you've posted. But an email um, will be in their box and they can you know choose to open it or not or click through or not but it's still viable and then there's some other ways you can use email you can partner with a publication that likes your particular genre of music <clears throat> they typically have email blasts that you can pay to be in um, Amazon has email blasts that you can pay to be in um, there are companies bands all over the place like exactly I bands love, in town. I was just going to mention them bands and towns yeah, they're one it, of my favorites if you guys you know? are not using their promoter function on bands in town go look for it right now it is probably one of the easiest and best targeted email systems you can find right. out there and that's but, the key you said targeted. targeted you can't do that with amazon if you do something with amazon they choose who it goes to and you may not get reporting back that shows what the open rate and click-through rate and all of that with bands in town it's just like the uh, insights on facebook you target who that email goes to and i believe it's something like five cents an email it's, but it's, it, it's yeah. It's well five, worth it's it. Five, I, I've used it for a number of clients. It's five cents Me an too. email. Um, you basically just go in there and say, okay, I want to target what's the lo the geolocation. You can go right down to, a if you want, a city, a radius of a city, or you can do by country or state or, or anything like that. And then you start right. picking artists. All right, who, who have fans that should like you? Um, you know, can be Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, The Who, Ozzy Osbourne, Kiss, Deep Purple. And then what Bands in Town does is it goes back into their database and finds fans who have signed up for email alerts for those, those artists fans. so that when that artist says, I've got a show, this fan said, I want to be emailed. And yeah. Bands in Town will come back and say, oh, there's 100,000 emails in that location for those targets. And then you can pick however many you want to send to based on your budget. You can narrow that down and go, well, I can only afford to send to 2000. Okay, here you go. 2000 at five cents a piece. It's going to cost you this much. And then it gives you an on, after you submit that, it gives you an online um, template. template that you fill out to promote. Is it a show? Is it an event? Is it a record tour? release? Is it a record release? Keep that in mind. This is not only f to be used for just promoting shows. You could promote a new album. Right. I've got a new album that fans of Deep Purple should like. Well, let me send it to a Deep Purple fan. Even though that fan said, I'm interested in Deep Purple tour dates, they're a fan of Deep Purple. Yeah. First and foremost. So they could be interested in your album. You put a picture in there, you put a copy in there, you put some form of call to action link in there, submit it, pay, Bands in Town sends it out, and you get a report back of how many were sent out, how many were open, open how many were click clicked through. on. 
you can't get a targeted um, music email list any better than that. It works, and I and I think you know with email, the the kind of industry standard open rate, you know, is right around fifteen, sixteen percent. That's how many people are actually going to open your email, and then a click through. Somebody will actually click on the link inside of it is you know two to three percent, and that may sound low, but those are actually really good numbers. If you hit those numbers, that that's good. But I found with bands in town, I typically get double that. I'm 30 plus percent in the open rate, six, seven, eight, nine yep. percent in the click-through rate, um, because it's targeted. You know, if you send out an email to spam, you know, if, if it's to a million people, you're going to get maybe one percent who open that thing. You know, um, but this is so surgically, you know, targeted that you're going to get a better response, and it's it's not super expensive. You choose the budget, just like with the Facebook boosting of the posts. You can have a very small budget and still reach people. I think the, I think the smallest, and maybe this has changed, but I want to say I thought the smallest was like five hundred dollars. Yeah, I, that, I'm that not you, sure. You had to spend to do an email blast, or maybe it was a couple hundred dollars. I mean, you can't do a ten dollar campaign. Right. They, they won't go. They won't go that low. But uh, you know, there is. But it's a, certainly money well spent. It's you money know. well spent. Keep in mind. You don't own those emails; they're not giving them to you. You're right. you're basically renting an email address for one-time use. You don't even see the email. You don't the email address. You'll see the email that goes out, but you don't see here's all the email addresses of the people you're sending. You never see that. Right, and it's not spam. I get emails from bands in town every week. You know, basically like, oh, you know, since you're a fan of this artist, you know, you may like this or, you know, here are some other artists that are going to be in town or there's a listening party or whatever. And it, I never consider it spam because it's usually stuff that well, is pretty close I, to it, stuff it, I like. It wouldn't be spam because technically these people opted in to get emails. This this is not somebody blindly emailing them because they have a a matching interest. These are people who told bands in town, I want to be emailed when this artist does something. Yeah. Yeah, hence the high open rate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, I got one more here. Okay. And this one seems like really basic, but shake my head every time it happens. If you played a show but never listed it on your tour dates on Facebook or your website, you need help with your online strategy. How many times have we seen artists a lot play shows that they never promoted the show, they never added it to their tour dates, they never created a Facebook event? How and and should you be surprised that nobody showed up? Yeah, unless it's a private show, People aren't going to go to a show unless, I mean, it's kind of like the old joke, you know, the number one reason why somebody doesn't go to your show or the number one reason somebody doesn't, you know, buy your record is they don't know about it. <laughs> you know, you, you've got all of these tools at your disposal, um, many of them free, to let people know where you're going to be. Um, there's no reason why you shouldn't be taking advantage there, of that. There, there is no excuse you could ever give me to say, here's why I couldn't post that. I didn't have time, I was too busy, not enough. I don't care. Your job is to promote shows that you have. It's, your job is to do it in conjunction with the venue. Don't think the venue is going to do it all by themselves. 
right. venue, venues want to work with you. And and trust me, having been on the both sides of this coin, the artist and the venue side, if you do a show with a venue and the venue sees that you do nothing or little to nothing to promote the show, you are they not see. coming back. You will it's not a business. come back. Yeah, they want you to be invested in it, promoting it. And let's face it, going forward, live shows are going to be more and more important to your longevity and to your career. You, the days of you know having that hit CD and and raking in the money, you know it's it's a streaming world now. There's less revenue there, and it's it's okay. You can still make a living at it and still create your art. Uh, but those live performances are going to become more and more important, whether you're, you know, it's not just the 200 people that that small club fits. You know, it could be a, a live stream like we talked about earlier. It could be, there's a lot of things, selling merch, you know, growing your fan base, uh, touring, you know, those kinds of dates are super important and you need to take them seriously. It reminds me of like in the 80s, you know, in Hollywood, these, you know, the hard rock bands running around, Putting flyers, flyers everywhere. Flyers up on every corner of the street. And the clubs noticed that. And those were the ones that were favored by those L.A. clubs because they put butts in the seats. Now we don't have to. We can do virtual uh, flyers. flyers. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't do this, if you can't promote your show or you can't do any of the other things we just talked about, you better hire somebody to do it for you. If you don't hire somebody and you don't do it yourself, you're not going to go far in this business. As simple as that. Because there are plenty of artists out there busting their ass doing it themselves or <clears throat> realizing how important it is that they put a budget aside to hire somebody to manage these videos to get posted, manage their tour dates, manage their email lists. It has to be done. Yeah. My, uh, my grandfather had a great saying, um, the harder I work, the luckier I get. And yep. I think that speaks to this. You can make your own luck, you know, just roll up your sleeves, go at it. Yep. Yeah. Good. There you go. There you go. So not bad for do, winging do, it. Do, do you need help with your <laughs> online strategy? Let us know. Let us know if there's a few other sayings like this that you've encountered that, uh, yeah. we should share with other bands or, um, if you've got some tips or advice or, or something related to what we just talked about, hit Love us up. Hear. Leave some comments. Yeah. That's it. Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We're out.